Kaya FM podcast. I am worldly. Kaya FM 95.9. Good evening and welcome to the Law Report. My name is Michael Matoning. Bill is good to be with you tonight. Talking point for tonight is property law. You'll remember that last week we had a chat about property laws and how that affects you. And I think we did that show a disservice because we didn't cover a lot of ground. And our focus this evening is taking it beyond the buying and selling of property. It's actually going further and going town planning. How do you rezone? How do you apply for rights? Can you use your property for a tuck shop? Can you use your property for a tavern, a shabin? You know, can you actually add a second dwelling to your place? That's our show tonight. Do you give us a call? 86 Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuning Bill. Welcome back. I want to introduce my guest, um, one that you're quite familiar with in Ngobizi Tamlilo. Good to be with you again, my brother. Good evening, Mike. You, you're, you're a very scarce no, no, in this here. side of town. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> but here. Well, it's, good to, it's good to see you again um, after such a long time. Uh, you know Ngobizi very well. Uh, sometimes when I'm not around, he, he, he stands in for me uh, uh, quite ably, I must say. I'm joined also in studio by uh, Julius Silo. He's a town planner with the city of Johannesburg. So you know that any question that you might have that affects your property, you want to buy property, you're concerned whether the property has the rights, whether you can do the things you want to do on that property, we have the man from the city of Johannesburg. He's a town planner and he will be able to deal with all your questions, whether you you know, are worried about the steps of buying property, the legalities around that. You know Mobizita very well as an attorney. Um, uh, he can also uh, help uh, deal with, with those questions. So do you give us a call and also do, uh, you can also tweet me or any questions that you might have. My Twitter handle is Bill at Bill. That's my Twitter handle. And as always, do you give us a call 86 00959. Let me start with you, um, Ndade Sillo. Um, uh, an interesting name, Julius Sillo. Uh, you're just one short. <laughs> and your vocation would be completely different. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I suppose when 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 on all all of us look at property, um, we 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 just think property I can do whatever I want to do. But unfortunately, there there are lots of rules that attach to this, and I want to just perhaps start here um, uh, in terms of what are the rules that govern what I can and cannot do with my property. Yeah. Thank you. Um, firstly. The properties, they do have rights. All properties have rights. Mm-hmm. So it's greatly important that when you buy property, you need to check what it's zoned for. Because mm-hmm. the zoning governs what you can do and what you cannot do. So your rights is not limited to only what you can do, but also protects you from what cannot happen next door and so on. Mm-hmm. All right. So now let's talk about zoning. What, what types of zoning are out there? Um, so what are the different types of zoning that we find? Okay. There's a variety of zoning from residential. You've got business, you've got industrial, you've got commercial zoning. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of zoning is to actually, you know, it linked directly with the rights where your rights are protected. Imagine you see staying next to an industrial activity, mm-hmm. spray painting like that. So they are zoned accordingly. But also when you look at the residential zoning mm-hmm. is further breaking down into residential one, residential two, three and four. That has to do with a type of development and density. When rest one is your normal dwelling units or actually dwelling houses where you have one house, mm-hmm. standalone house, and then you go to rest two. Ideally we're talking about uh, clusters 
and then you go to rest three, you're talking about townhouses, rest four, you're talking about your flats. So what would, what be, you know, flats, how do they differ from townhouses? Are flats sort of what we traditionally would know in like yeah. uh, Jablani, Eldorado Park, yeah. that sort of... There is actually not a difference because it's actually, you know, if you look at the definition in the applicable uh, legislation, we're talking about dwelling units. Mm-hmm. So under rest four, you can have dwelling units. Under rest uh, three, you can have dwelling units. So it's... Uh, it's a, it's it, it, the difference in terms of the layman's language. Mm. What we see in town, mm. those are what we can regard as flat. But uh, in, in reality, you know, we're talking about dwelling units. So as as these schemes, uh, we look at the dates where they're coming from. The seventies, you know, language evolves to where we are now. Mm. So the zonings are there, and I think later we'll chat about uh, the consolidation of different zonings to one. Sure. Yeah. So. So there is actually not much of a difference because it's dwelling units. You're going to do a sectional title scheme. They are managed the same. I'm in conversation with uh, Julius Sillo. He's a town planner at the city of Johannesburg as well as Ngobizi Tamlilo. And he's an attorney. And we're talking property law. So any questions that you might have for any of my guests, do give us a, a call. The number to dial is 86 I also want to, at this stage, introduce uh, another town planner, but this town planner is a private town planner, so meaning that he's not coming from the city of Johannesburg. So you get to have the benefit of both sides um, from the city itself and from a private town planner. Um, Willi Beitendach, good evening to you and welcome to The Law Report. Hi, good evening. Thank you. Thanks very much, Mike. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, good evening to your listeners and Julius Harris as well. Hi, Billy. So, so let me let me just pick up. I mean, you know, when 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 we talk about you know raise one, raise two, raise three, raise four, I remember there was at some point in time a conversation um, uh, 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 around being able to accommodate more people in cities. And, and one of those issues was if you take uh, uh, residences in the likes of Santon, Central Johannesburg, etc., um, you can't have what we have in Soweto, for example, where uh, as much as four or five families can reside in one, in one yard by having like mm-hmm. a two-room and a garage. <laughs> Is that conversation going on and, and, and are there sort of moves to, to ensure that um, um, one, what is happening in the likes of Soweto, where four or five families live in one yard, is happening. Maybe bring that into the cities, and 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 one can also, for obvious reasons, think about the benefits of doing that, where where the landowner can can receive income from the property, but also reduce sort of travelling with you know somebody sitting on a two thousand square meter property, and it's just one family of two, while the rest have got to f- travel thirty k's. Yeah. I think uh, the, the, the main thing here is density. You know, you might have a rest two or a rest three, but the density that uh, allocated to the property, that's what tells how many units can be there. Now you mentioned Soweto, that's zone in terms of Annexure F, mm. and that one is zone residential. It's not even one or two, it's just a residential. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't have a limit in terms of the density or the number of units they can build. Right. It's just limited by the coverage and the height. So it's two stories and 60%. That's what limits uh, what they can do. So going forward uh, with a new scheme that's coming, there is a bit of flexibility in terms of subsidiary dwellings that people can have. Mm. Uh, currently, Johannesburg, uh, you have a provision that you can have two subsidiary dwellings without an application. So that has been adopted to the new scheme. But this happens without losing the rights in Soweto. So we've, we've managed to draft it in such a way that Soweto will be zoned residential three 
uh, not only Soweto, but all areas that uh, were zoned in terms of the Black Communities Development Act. Mm. So they would have rest rights. So they're not losing what they have. But we can say people in Randberg, Rolliport, they're gaining what they didn't have. And uh, Johannesburg, they are retaining what they had. And what did, what did the likes of Randberg and Rolliport have? And, and are you talking about townships? Where, where uh, Rolliport and Randberg is all encompassing? Yeah, yeah, with reference to additional units, in terms of uh, Rolliport, you need to apply for additional unit by means of a consent application. Uh, while in Soweto, you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. In Johannesburg, uh, old Johannesburg area, you didn't have to apply. So, all right. Um, I'm taking your calls 86 Vincent, you're calling from Johannesburg CBD. Good evening. Hello, Vincent. Hello, how are you? I'm well, and you? I'm good, I'm good. I just wanted to inquire. I have a query with regards to property that I purchased, say, about last year, March. Right, and uh, up until now, the property is not on my name. It hasn't been registered. they give me back and forth. So I just wanted some advice maybe as to what is the next step that I could follow in terms of following this up because I spoke to the attorneys and or actually the agent to ask them if I can maybe, what are my options to even get out of the deal because um, I have paid the deposit, uh, not the deposit, I mean the attorney fees mm-hmm. that I have paid. So, but they told me it's not advisable for me to actually uh, cancel and they giving me a bad hassle. So I just wanted to know what options can I explore? I'm not sure, Mlira, if you, you have any questions because I think the question is a little bit, um, you know, just maybe clarification question if, if before yeah. you answer that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, think, I think the, so attorney fees are paid on transfer. Mm. And the amount of money that you paid usually sits in a trust account uh, with the transferring attorneys. So as to what options are available to you, um, you, you, you can be assured that on the face of it, the money is still sitting in the trust account of the transferring attorneys because the transfer hasn't happened. And the money that is supposed to be paid for, for transfer, which is the attorney fees, cannot be paid before the transfer happens. So that money is also still sitting in the trust account. As to what exactly you can do, it depends on the contents of the offer to purchase that you that, that you signed. Because you signed an offer to purchase, that is a contract between you as the person that intends to buy the property and the buyer. Uh, so, so, so I would suspect that somewhere in that, in that contract, it should be permissible for you to cancel the, the, the offer to purchase on, 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 on grounds of unreasonable delay in the, in the transfer of the, of the property. But specifically as to what exactly your options are, those options lie in the contents of the, of the offer to purchase. But as far as your money is concerned, your money should be safe in the trust account of the, of the transferring attorney. Yeah, and I, and I think in fairness, there's also complications in transfers. And if, if there's an attorney appointed and you've paid an attorney, I think um, just, 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 you know, trust the process because sometimes I know that yeah. there's applications for clearances and then it fails and, and all sorts of complications. But let's take some more calls. Uh, Caesar from Brackburn. Brackburn, good evening. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm just having one small question. Mm-hmm. If a property is a residential for residential, primary residential for one person, and now they've done business on it, but no one is objecting on the, on the, on the area, but then because now you guys, um, you know, most townships now having malls and shopping centers, and now there's an objection. Do you as a residential person have a right 
to object with your neighbors if they don't have a problem because now there's a new complex in? Or do you still need to go to the council now, start a new application to do your business and continue? That's, that's my question. So, so you know, like, you before you go, Caesar, let me just understand, what kind of business yeah. is this? Um, they're selling food and liquor, and it's like sort of spaza shop, quarter session. I, you I know? get it. Yeah, there are people coming. Where is, where is it located? It's in Spreadview. In Spreadview. Okay. Yeah. Um, shall we bring Vili? Vili, can you perhaps uh, take that question? Uh, and, and I'm not sure if you have any clarification question for Caesar. Normally, you know, if you have your residential one property, it clearly says it can only be used for residential purposes. One dwelling house uh, accommodating one one family. Um, Obviously, if the neighbors are using the property contrary to that, then one can object. Obviously, one will have to lodge the objection with the with with, with, the, uh, with the city, uh, and they have uh, an inspectorate directorate that will follow up the uh, the unauthorized or the alleged unauthorized use, and then they will say to the or in, in and, and they will provide them with a letter stating that the the use must be terminated, uh, and if it doesn't get terminated. Um, it gets uh, handed over to the council's attorneys to take legal action. So obviously there are two things. Firstly, you have to comply with the town planning scheme. And then secondly, there might be a condition in the title deed that says that the property shall only be used for residential purposes. Now, if that is the case, obviously then the council will take action because then the use is contrary to the title deed but also contrary to, um, to, to the land use zoning uh, as per the, the, the town planning scheme, uh, uh, prevailing town planning scheme for that particular area. Mm. But uh, if, if I can bring you back, uh, Julius, and, and, and the question is twofold yes. from, 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 from Caesar, and, and I think Veli dealt with the first part. Then there's a second part where she's saying, well, now that this person is doing it, can I also do that? Can I also do the same yeah. thing? And I think that question extends beyond just whether it's doing it next door. I mean, if you do go to, to townships, there's a lot of businesses that are taking place. And, 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 um, and, 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 and you know, you can almost be sure that most of them do not have, you know, are not sort of business, uh, don't enjoy business rights. Yeah. Um, spread view outside, uh, it's actually in Ekorulini. Mm. But uh, they're probably zoned under an extra F. Mm. Chances are they have rights for the spaza shop. So I think what you must do yeah. Go to the. But this is not as puzzle shop. It's like they're selling quotas, and I think Caesar said, uh, did she say alcohol and drinks as and well? Liquor, yes. And liquor, and, yeah. And liquor. Okay. Yeah, I think that the first thing is to check with the municipality. Can that be supported if, if they want to apply? Yeah. Because, you know, there's always a possibility, but uh, it's not a formality. So we must check with the municipality. Do I have rights? If not, can I apply? Yeah. But if that development next door, it's advertised for rezoning to change the development you need to object if you need to based on whatever reasons that you have but it must not be something that you're doing for the sake of doing it so you have opportunity to participate in the development you will be heard and then the decision will be made so it cannot be i'm objecting because uh, you objected to my property or mm. anything like that let, let me ask a naughty question yes and and if you go uh, uh, to townships, there's a lot of businesses that are operating um, outside of the, their zoning. 
is it even, you know, and, and because, you know, on the one hand, we try and encourage business and people, you know, if somebody's operating um, a tavern or whatever the case might be, it, it's income for them and, and it's good for the economy. It's good for, 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 the, for, for, for that community as well. Um, given the scale at which trade takes place outside of the appropriate zoning, is it, is it you know, worth it for, for people to, to take the trouble to apply? Because, you know, that's, that's another process that could potentially be costly. Yeah. What's interesting is <clears throat> what the city is doing. The zoning and the town planning scheme is not something that the city imposes on people. Yeah. Now, you know, the community is important for them to participate in processes that we take in drafting this legislation, amending them. The scheme that I've mentioned that's coming is only going to be for five years, unlike the ones that we're having changing from 1979. So every five years, we'll have an opportunity to change it. So the opportunity is there for the community to participate and say, this is how I want my environment to be governed. This is how I want my environment to, to, to look like. Over and above that, applications that come in are, are guided by policies. Mm. So those policies also, the, uh, the community have an opportunity to participate, to say, in my area, this is what we think this should look like. Obviously, we'll look at the practicalities of the proposals. Mm. So what you see in the townships, we tried where we can to accommodate them in the in in, in the in the new scheme but not everything will be uh, accepted because you need to bear in mind that at times uh, certain uses may cause nuisance they might disturb neighbors you know on your weekend you want a quiet place and next door you have some yeah, system that goes on yeah <laughs> <laughs> refile from johannesburg cbd good evening hello refile okay we'll come back to your refile nicholas from Redipot. good evening uh evening how are you well thanks and you i'm good uh i wanted to find out what is the city's interest in developing uh the places like freo and chablani flat because uh most of the time when you go there on weekends try to visit friends it, it's hard to find parking in such development uh in this new scheme that they're talking about are they coming with uh, ways in order to more regulate that in terms of uh, promoting livable conditions to people of uh, middle income who wish to live in those areas. Sure. Yeah. There's two ways to respond to your question. You know, uh, currently the status of uh, the behavior of people in South Africa we buy cars, but also we need to bear in mind that we're also trying to move towards public transportation. If you look at the areas that you mentioned, Jablani, it's, got, it's accessible by train, it's accessible by taxi, and then you also have a BRT there. So flare off, not good transport access, but the taxis are there. So eventually we need to be moving towards the future whereby people are not dependent on the car. Mm. Yeah, so we will deal with them as uh, uh, case by case as the applications come. But I understand what you're saying because we looked at that as a development where we didn't expect a lot of people to have cars. But in reality, a lot of cars were bought by uh, the tenants. But ideally, we would like to see a future where uh, we're not dependent on motor vehicles. And, and, and I suppose the, the other, the other um, thing, which uh, as, as, as you were dealing with the question is, isn't it that when, you know, parking allocation uh, uh, so it is tied to the square meterage of the property? 
So you'd find that if you're going to develop, they'll say for every 100 square meters, you, you, can, you must have four parking bays, as an example. Was this not the case for the likes of Fleerhof and Jablanke? Okay. That applies to commercial and uh, business use. But sure. when it comes to residential... So, so I'm pay, thinking, for example... So, sorry, Judith, to interrupt you. So yeah. I'm thinking, for example, if I'm going to put up those nice flats that are in Jablan, yeah. for example, one, there would have to be some kind of a, a, a rule insofar as how much parking per unit or per... Yeah. What we've done with Jablan, I think we've done one per unit. Okay. Norm would be about 1.3 per unit. Sure. So to accommodate visitors. Yes. Uh, flare off uh, at some stage we went down to 0.75 per unit um, which uh, later some of the developers they came they wanted to increase it yeah so yeah, yeah in terms of that it's, All right. it's but, and, and I suppose it's, yeah. it's, it's also you know a, a difficult thing for, for, for you guys because it's, it's low cost and mm. the more demand you place on parking area the, 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 the more expensive the yes. The, the yeah. properties then become so yes. it's, it's, it's a tough balance to strike yeah. all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we continue our discussion talking property and we will take in your calls know your rights know the law the law report with michael matwining bill welcome back we're still taking your calls uh 86 we're talking property law and i got i got i got an attorney i got a town planner working for the city of johannesburg and i've got a private town planner so we're good to take any of your questions and i want to hear from people who are interested in becoming developers i want to you know because i think that's a space that we need to infiltrate as as afropolitans where where we we're converting properties that are just lying dormant and we we we're extracting commercial value out of that and 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 the type of guest that we have for you can 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 actually give you the best advice from both sides where you can have it from the city's point of view as well as a private point of view and also a good attorney to take um, some of your questions. So do you give us a call, like Tsepo. Tsepo from Soweto, good evening. Hi, how's it, my brother? Very good. How are you, my brother? Yeah, I'm good. Yes, i got questions for Julius. Mm. Um, I've got two properties that are bought in Blower's Rand and one in Branston. And on those properties, my main goal is to convert them into, like, uh, individual dwellings, like maybe three to four dwellings. Because so subdivision. Sorry? You want to subdivide? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 not so not so divide. I, I need to add some more dwellings inside them so that for pe- for people working maybe in Mall of Africa and something maybe can rent it out and therefore I get income from it. Gotcha. So one of my problem is when I apply maybe for a consent for it, they tell me that no, because the, the, these properties are below uh, uh, 800 square meters, so you can't qualify for a second dwelling and there's to me uh, I, I find it as a problem because I took this house under a bond and I'm planning if as soon as I add more dwelling I'll get income and able to pay the bond and, and add, uh, get profit out of that so it kind of like uh, blocks me and I got this uh, amount of money that I need to pay from the bank and I can't get what I so I was hoping maybe if maybe you can kind of maybe or with the coming scheme, will it provide such things for us that if we buy properties, we can add more units on it? Yeah, no, ultra yeah. ultrahez and that ultra Yeah, No, there's good news for you. Yeah, you will be able to do that uh, maybe in the, within the next three months. Uh, our consolidated town planning scheme has taken those things into consideration and... Uh, it has went through the mayoral committee, it has passed. So it has to go to full council 
and once it passes there we proclaim it so the future looks good so you will be able to have two additional dwellings on your property and and let's talk about this consolidated town planning scheme mm. you, you you've, you've you've foreshadowed it even in the beginning what is it mm. um currently Joburg is operating on about more than 10 town planning scheme 16 to say uh different areas Joburg was different municipalities that came to be consolidated so, so this would to, be Lanasia. yes your lands your santen your runback your report scheme Joburg scheme so currently as you come to make an inquiry we look at which scheme is applicable to your property so different people get different responses from different areas mm. so now what the, in terms of the new legislations pluma uh, and our bylaws 2016 compels us to make one uh, land use scheme mm. so we've done this so we've consolidated all of them so there will be one land use scheme but we didn't just consolidate them we also looked at the trends of development what are the new things uh, that have come you know as time goes new technology so we take in those things into consideration to make this land use scheme that's relevant to the current uh, uh, days and, and, and the needs of the people sure yeah. So, 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 so we, I, I think earlier on you made use of the term as subsidiary dwelling, yeah. and and I, I, I wanted to understand what 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 that is, okay. and maybe tying that to the question that came earlier from a caller to say, so, so if you have a property say in Soweto, mm. and you decide to have a, where you're selling quarter and you're not, let's assume you're not selling alcohol, you're selling quarter there, mm. uh, does that mean, and that's that's a business. Does that mean that you don't require consent for that to the extent that the business does not does not become a nuisance to to other people yeah. as, a, as a point of departure yeah. the presumption is that whatever you're doing is lawful yeah. let's see me say you're selling bread and mm. can of fish you yeah. know and peanuts you need to submit building plans for that effect to say that's a with the current scheme that's so it too you submit building plans to show you have a shop they have a right for it but with a new scheme, because now the new scheme is going to be across the city, it's going to be a consent. However, those who already have sponsor shops, they can submit plans and they still have two years to comply. So we've taken into consideration knowing that a lot of uh, sponsor shops are operating without uh, approvals. So they have two years to comply and this is the opportunity for them to appoint uh, draftsmen. Uh, architects, local guys to actually do plans in, for in, them. The, generally, people in Soweto they have to go and look for a for an architect, and is that not going to be an expensive process? And that yeah. business perhaps has been running for the past ten years. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, is there a real possibility yeah. that yeah. you stop them? I, I think it's a necessary good thing they must do. By doing that, you know, the people mustn't be selfish. Look at my business. Mm. You know, if you there, there are a lot of draftsmen in Soweto. So by spending, by appointing someone, you actually contribute into the economy because the same person is going to buy two years pass a shop. That's what we need. We need to start to see people supporting each other, engaging, you know. It's an and, economy, so building an economy, economy, yes. economy yeah. around the township. So we're not looking at a pass a shop in isolation. We're looking mm. at legalizing, employing people. What is it that's going to, how is it going to benefit the greater economy? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Bongani from Redipurse, good evening. Sorry, but let's try that again. Uh, Bongani, hello. I'm fine, how are you? Very good, thank you. Okay, sorry for that. No problem, sorry. our fault actually, but we sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just want to find out, based on the bylaws, in terms of the, we, we, we've got the issue in our area where we've got a high rate of crime. 
then we've been applying to have home gate uh-huh. in our area and we we can't win at all what's your area uh Bongani? it's a roti pot okay uh, all right so 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 you, so okay um, i'm not sure if you had finished your your question now, now i just want to know what other options that we can have in terms of dealing with silos and we have like the boom gate all right we know that the city of Chowek it doesn't it, it's not like the same like with the, the Kurulin, but if you can go to the areas of Kurulin, you're like basically they they've got the boom gate to reduce the rate of crime that they, 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 the people are experiencing and now on our side we are experiencing the same problem but we are not comparing ourselves with this. I, I hear you, but let me let me just put uh, let me just um, ask you a question uh, so that we get you the right answer. When you apply for for the boom gates, what's the answer that you get? Are you getting no answer, or you? Uh, what are they saying? We don't get any answer. So you're not getting a response. So they haven't said no. It's just that, so I would say simple way to no, but no one is explaining why. So, all right, Veli, perhaps perhaps um, you can come in here and maybe just talk about this, you know, uh, boom gates because we we we, uh, we 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 see a lot of boom gates coming up in in, in a lot of neighbourhoods, um, but we also know that they themselves also came with with some controversy at some point because of you know the limitations that they had to access to roads. Um, uh, so so one, they might keep criminals out, but they might also keep non-criminals out as well. That's that's correct, um, Michael. The, the 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 problem, obviously, the 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 main the main problem is obviously the access. Um, now, apparently, there's now I, I I don't think it falls within the ambit of of, of the town planners, but um, the the way I understood that if you want to apply uh, for a boom gate, then you have to apply to the Johannesburg Roads Agency. Um, normally there must be some kind of a statement by a traffic engineer. So obviously you are talking quite a lot of money as well. Mm. Uh, the traffic engineer will obviously have to um, investigate what impact the, the closure of certain roads will have uh, on, on that particular area. Um, if you obviously divert all the traffic to one access point. Um, and then obviously they will look at the traffic assessment, uh, JRA, uh, and then they will obviously approve the application or refuse it for for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, uh, the way I understood it is uh, it is an application, and most probably Julius can just confirm that uh, that it is an application to the Johannesburg Roads Agency. All right, Mlilo, you you you, 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 think, you have a, a follow up. I think if my memory serves me well, I think there's a constitutional court judgment that mm-hmm. basically declared this boom gets uh, illegal. Um, I think there was a issue, a constitutional challenge around the constitutional right to freedom, freedom of movement, and so forth. Um, I'm I'm almost certain that there is a constitutional judgment that speaks to this issue. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there is a constitutional yeah. court judgment. Yeah, I, I think the the, the main ch- the issue about the judgment, a person cannot be denied access. Yeah, so they might have a right. boom That's gate. That's why there's boom gates with yeah. a pedestrian. No, even if you drive, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. The security guard cannot stop you yes. on a public road. Yeah. Right. So you, you you don't have to explain yourself why you're driving oh, into oh, the pump gate. Yeah. So so yes, you, you, have a, yeah. you have a right to that. So yeah. it's it's unconstitutional to actually block someone. Right. Let's take another call and let's chat to, um, um, I think, Rafilo. Are you coming for the second time? I think we have spoken to Rafilo. 
evening, Bumkaya. How are you? Hi. Oh, you're cut off. Yes. Hi. Hello. We're good. Thank you. And you? I'm good. I mean, I'm having a problem. Yes. Uh, um, I'm running an ECD in a new area. You're running a what? A, Sorry? A ECD. A crash at Prince School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, and in early childhood development. In so it kind of shows that I didn't get childhood development. <laughs> Clearly. As kids, it's ECD, yeah. We understand your so, problem. Yes. So the problem is that it's, it's a new area. I'm RPP houses. Yeah. yeah. So these, these houses were built without plans. Mm. When I'm trying to apply for a special consent, the rezoning thing, I'm having a challenge because mm. uh, our municipality don't accept our uh, house plans mm. since Bona they built without a plan. Yes. But then my problem is that I cannot uh, rezone my property as a business property mm. since Bona they built without the plan. That's fine. Where are you based? I'm based in SLN Park, Tembisa. Okay. Um, yeah. Not, so the sure. chal- yeah. Yeah, the challenge is that now but a challenge when it comes on applying for uh, funding because we don't get funding if I'll comply. Right, so it's a double whammy for you. Yes. All right, so let's let's get you, let's see if we can get you some help. I, I'm not sure, uh, Julius? Yeah, it's uh, outside job, but I'll comment based on the experience in Johannesburg. Yeah. Uh, uh, Johannesburg, the mayor has an, uh, make an undertaking to prioritize this matter. Yes. Uh, and it's receiving attention. Um, when when you say this matter, are you sort of broadly SEDs. speaking with R- RDPs? Specifically SEDs. Okay. And these are SEDs, we are aware that, you know, when the rollout of housing took place, yeah. you know, based on the agency, not everything was done accordingly. So certain things are still lagging behind. Yeah. So from the city of Johannesburg point of view, we need to speed up the proclamation of those townships and so that we can so currently it is a problem in, in the city of Johannesburg yeah, some parts of the city and and, and then sort of or oh, some parts of it let, let me yeah. just you know uh, yeah. Veli you might have experience um, uh, with, with sort of the Ekurleni area and, and I'm not sure if you want to add anything to what Julia said but, but you're not obliged yes the, 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 the building plan issue is always always a very very contentious issue um, normally just if you want to establish a, a crash um, in kind of uh, place of, of instruction mm. then it should be just a simple consent use application it shouldn't be a, a very expensive rejoining application because all the town planning scheme the Ecoleni town planning scheme of, of uh, 2014 makes provision for that you can apply for a consent now, normally, about what I normally do is just get an architect, or not an architect, or a draft person, just to prepare me a layout plan, mm. um, indicating the proposal, where the classroom will be, where the um, uh, playing area, where the parking is, if there's parking required, and, and so forth. Uh, I have never come across in Eco Learning uh, any application where the council has uh, questioned uh, the the. the validity of uh, an approved building plan. Mm. Normally I just submit the plan, uh, a layout plan indicating the proposal. Together with the application, it's advertised all the adjoining property owners are informed and then the council, if there are no objection, the council approves the application. Unfortunately, I've never come across the, the building the building plan issue but one will have to take that up with, sure. with, with council. Sure. So if you're a draftsman out there, do you um, tweet us and, or using the hashtag um, KFM talk and we'll retweet you because I think I think uh, we want to promote this economy where you know you can help you know 
somebody with you know in an RDP dwelling that just wants to have a layout of their RDP dwelling, um, and and you can do it for 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 an amount that's sort of within reach. So we'll we'll sort of promote that and and see what we can do to to get things going. Um, uh, from from promoting your business point of view, Rapu from Soweto. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Well, and you? I'm good. I'm Rapu from Sotia South. Yes, sir. Uh, my question is: uh, ever since I came here in 1992, and then we are just surrounded by informal settlements. Now, it's so many years back. Some were removed from here to Lucerum, but now, what they do to Lucerum, they hire out the RDPs and come back to the, to the informal settlement in our area. My question is, what's going to be done or when something be done about these quarters in our area? Because it's years now. Okay. Julius? Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a reality that we live with, you know. Um, there's a lot of informal settlements in in, in, in our city mm-hmm. and there are programs and what might happen, you know, I cannot promise that they're going to be removed. Mm-hmm. We might have to service them where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the housing department is uh, dealing with, it, with, with with them accordingly. And we must bear in mind that also there's, uh, there's laws that actually guide the city in how to actually deal with this matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mamo Khali from Didier. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Yes, Bumkaya, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. The first one is I live in a, a big plot, so I want to. So build, does most people uh, in Didier. <laughs> come again? <laughs> so do most people in Didier. You all have big plots. <laughs> yeah, it's a big plot, yeah. So I want to build a, a, a wall around before I start my business. Mm-hmm. So I once asked there by midfile officers, they said to me, I, actually they referred me to a town planner who came to my house and said I must pay some 25,000 rent before I build uh, uh, that wall. So I want to know why. That's the first one. The second one is um, I asked him also about building cottages inside my yard. He said to me, they f- firstly, I need to rezone before I can build cottages. How many cottages said, did you want to build, Mamukhale? I said four. Okay. Yeah. He said, it's too much. I said, but I have four children, so I want to build each and every one of them uh, a cottage. He said, no, I, 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 I need to rezone. So I want to know why, like... Got you. Um, Veli? Um, so so uh, two issues. One, one sort of I can't understand around sort of needing permission to build a boundary wall, but but I mean um, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any merit to that proposition. No, uh, the, no. the second one is is um, having four additional cottages in in a plot, and, and I must tell you the you know the the, the, the plots in the deer are, are quite sizable. So, so yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, on 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 the boundary wall, uh, no, uh, that is normally what you you get an architect if the if the boundary wall is higher than if i'm not mistaken 1.83 meters then you need a building plan a approved building plan and there must be a foundation um then you can just go to any architect or a drafts person and they can draw the plans that the the, the 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 drawings to council and get that approved you don't need any for for a boundary wall you don't need any town planning application or mm-hmm. any town planning approval. It's only a building plan approval, 
only if it's over than uh, I think it's 1.83 meters. Yes, then and if it's not, you don't need it because I can understand. Then, then, then yeah. you don't. Then you don't. Makes need perfect it. sense. I mean, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. The, 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 the second question on the on the four units. It depends. It all depends again on the zoning of 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 your property. If the property is zoned residential one one dwelling per earth, then obviously you can only build uh, the 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 one the one dwelling. Mm. Um, I've I've noticed that Midfold has very recently adopted uh, municipal planning bylaws similar to to Johannesburg. Uh, So I don't know what is in in their bylaws and and the the new land use scheme, but it just common sense says to me that there must be a density, um, you know, those big, big plots. I assume uh, when they told her that she must rezone, that it is still zone residential one, and your residential one zoning only refers to one dwelling per one dwelling per earth, uh, and they, we will have we have to to commend Johannesburg for taking this uh, bold step of having this new uh, land use scheme that will most probably be approved very very shortly. The spatial development framework they just accepted a base density to come back to the densities of one per five hundred, which obviously uh, linked up to your previous discussion about densities. So obviously the intention is to densify the city, specifically city of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that has filtered through to Midfall and to Ikarilene as for uh, and 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 uh, so on as far as the other councils are concerned. Right. I want to take a break, and when we come back, we continue to take all of your calls. I do see you, Fabian. Uh, Colin, etc. I see uh, Timba and Lebo. We do see you. And also, you can also call us uh, if you're at home and you're wondering uh, how you can uh, get some more value from your property and how you can uh, uh, make better use and take advantage of what people are calling property boom. Not currently, but there's certainly people that make quite a handsome amount of money from property. So we're back after this. I am Afropolitan. Afropolitan. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. 95.9. Get ready uh, to get rewarded for getting it active. Join us for the first Vitality Open pop-up gym at Mushroom Far- uh, Farm Park in Santon on 13 October from 6 a.m. Enjoy the sunrise session to help you earn your weekly fitness goal for a chance to win prizes for life. Anyone can join. Visit popupgymsa.co.za to secure your ticket and check out Pop-Up Gym's social media pages for more info. With Pop-Up Gym, you can train anywhere, anytime. Book now for the first Vitality Open Pop-Up Gym. Black presents a festival of flair at the Playing for Pink Ladies Invitational Polo. A fashion, fashion, glitz and glamour-filled day in support of Breast Cancer Awareness. Awareness. On the 27th of October at United Club. To book your tickets and for hospitality inquiries, email bookings at unltdgrp.com. 800 Rand gets you into the main event. For more information, visit Playing for Pink SA on social media. Playing for Pink Ladies Invitational Polo. Presented by Black. In partnership with Kaya FM 95.9. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Welcome back. I'm in conversation with Ngobizi Tamlilo. Uh, he's an attorney. Veli uh, Beitendach. He's a private town planner as well as Julius Sello, who is with the city of Johannesburg as a town planner. And um, if you have any questions regarding property, do give us a call. Number to dial 86 959 Fabian from Johannesburg. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to the panel. Oh, yeah. um, I've just got a quick question. There's a, I was at JPC today mm-hmm. and 
and there is a property, a vacant land that's available in Waldrop Park. Um, however, they said it was owned by the, the Republic of South Africa. And I don't know what the next step is to make an offer to purchase this property. How do we go about purchasing the property to um, develop it? Mm. Okay. Um, where exactly is the property? Uh, it's in Waldrop Park. Um, do you want me to give you the exact address? Yeah, I think the, the reason I'm asking, I'm aware of properties that are in Waldrop Park, which there's a future road that needs to go through there. So I suspect that, that it's one of those uh, properties that are there. Oh, it's, it's a couple of stands next to each other, isn't it? It's two stands next to each other, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'll, 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 I will try to see how we can confirm that because if, if it's a future road, you know, it's not worth it to actually pursue it. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to have a whole highway crossing your your, your development, but but um, um, Julius has offered to to help um, to help you with that process, and, and thank you for that. Um, Label from Leandale. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Uh, thanks very much for taking my call. Uh, it is that I got the topic in between. Mm-hmm. However, um, my I've got like a whole lot of questions that I'm gonna ask. Can Uh-oh. just bear with me? Oh. <laughs> we also have a lot of callers, so, so, right. so to try to be, you know, ask your most crucial yes. ones. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, with the new scheme being centralized, does that mean that, because I am based in Egorulene, right, mm. does that mean everything is going to be centralized and applied to everybody? Okay. And then, with residential areas, um, I don't know uh, if they mean a place is a residential area one, does that mean that you must have only one dwelling? The reason why I'm asking this is because I just recently uh, uh, identified land in in Pono. I don't know whether uh, because the Pono, yes, next to Spreyview. Yeah, they might next to Spreyview. They might be familiar with the place. Mm. However, I want to buy this for business purposes. By business, I mean there's this thing that is trending. I want to build like a block of flat, not like cottages to put tenants in. Sure. So. You hear most of the time they will tell you about if you have to do that, you need to rezone or maybe because of the services and all but What's that. the current rezoning in respect to the property that you've identified in Bono? Um, what, okay, from the documents that I have, it's a residential area, but then I wouldn't know what is, because uh, you see, I'm just, like, I just got shocked now when you told me that there's residential one, residential... But, but, but I think, I think, you know, I... I, I, I I, I, I know Bono, but, uh, you know, and, and, and I think you could very well find that it's agricultural because there's lots of open space between Bonong and, you see, and, and, after, and the shopping center. Okay, if I, can, if I can, after the shopping center. Yeah. So I'm you just saying, just, just be cool, because I can never know what it is, but just make sure that you could find that it's, it's neither res, res 1, 2, 3, or 4. It could actually be agricultural. So, so just check right. the, just, just find out. And, and maybe the best advice is, is to bring Vili in. How do you, how do you find out what the type of property you, you're interested in buying? So what, what's the zoning yeah. in respect of it? Because, because we might take for granted that, you know. Yeah. I think the first thing, obviously, if you identify the property, mm. the best to go to your, your local authority. Mm. Um, in, I've got the, in front of me, a local spatial development framework for the, the old, Alberton area. So they have these areas and they have a local spatial development framework. And in this framework, it says exactly uh, in which area do they, are they going to support higher density, 
uh, in which areas they are going to support offices, where they are going to support businesses. And they even go so far to say what kind of density they are looking at, the height, the coverage, and the floor area. So that the best to, to identify the property and go to the local authority and ask them, uh, all the local authorities have an information section, uh, ask them what can I have a copy of your local spatial development framework? And then one can just go through it and see exactly what is proposed for that specific area. Let's take another call. Uh, Colin from Soweto, good evening. Uh, good evening to everyone, and thank you for taking my call. Sure. Yes, uh, so I recently bought property in Alberton. Mm-hmm. So my problem is that, uh, uh, can you hear me? We can hear you fine, thank you. Yeah, so I recently bought property in Alberton. So now the problem is that uh, the the barrier wall between the house and the and the wall and the barrier wall is less than a meter, and then the two houses are my neighbor and I are separated by two meters. So what I know is that uh, is that acceptable? That's the first question, and then the second question is that how can is the any way forward that I can dispute it with my development. So, so, so on the one side, you are one meter from the boundary wall, and on the other side, you are two meters from the boundary wall. No, on the one side, no, it's one side that I'm uh, one meter, less than one meter from the boundary wall. Then the other side is about four meters. Okay, uh, Veli, can you help with that? Yes, um, in your title deed, in your title deed, you will most probably find. There's a condition in the title deed that says um, the property is subject to a servitude two meters on two boundaries other than the street boundaries for municipal purposes. Now, basically what you can do on the one side where there's no services, you can basically build up to that, up to the boundary, provided that you comply with the National Building Regulations and the National uh, Standards Act. meaning that you must have a firewall and obviously no windows. Mm. But um, the, the, the town planning schemes makes provi- provision for, for, for side spaces as, as, as well. Um, the current building on, on one meter, um, that is obviously in terms of an approved, it must have been in terms of a, an approved building, uh, building plan. Sure. Tamba from Olivin. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, me. Yeah, Bo. We can hear you fine. Uh, please uh, go ahead, Timber. Yeah. I wanted to say thanks to the consolidated town planning scheme because of as a town planner, I'm the town planner. As a town, town planner, so we had the challenges to consult all the town planning schemes around Robert. Yes. So I have two questions for Julius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know uh, when they did the consolidated town plan, the consolidated town plan. All right, so uh, I, I'm, I'm very interested in hearing your question, Timber, uh, but your line is, is, is unfortunately not good, but I still want to hear it, so we're just going to, you know, give it a bit of a breather, maybe walk around in the meantime. Uh, we'll come back to you. Tabo from Four Ways, good evening. Hi, Michael, how are you and your panel? Hello, hello, Tabo. Hello. Good, good. Uh, Mike, we are, my question is probably straightforward or different. We 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 are staying in a complex in a, in a complex, and we are right on Fed Copen, which is the main road. Yes. And uh, my question will be on the relaxation of the building line. What is the process that one needs to follow 
related to town planning because our building line is exactly at the where the houses start but inside my yard i've got about 15 meters to the main boundary wall and onto the four ways that open i think we calculate i can i can estimate is about another 10 meters where the road starts what right. is the process and is it possible to relax that building line because i mean there's about a few houses where we could actually add pools or put a lapper on that right so all right so 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 and and so so when you say complex you you mean in a sectional title scheme correct all right correct but now these are these are individual houses they're not attached sort of it's a oh, free, freehold yeah. yes yeah. all right okay julius yeah um first uh, you're gonna get consent from your own uh, homeowners association but uh, you need to determine uh, as you apply for relaxation of a building line that road might be provincial so if it's a provincial road you need to get authorization from them they need to endorse uh, your application but if it's a jra road you can apply directly then they would uh, also endorse your proposal on, on 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 your proposed relaxation of a building line and, and, and so I suppose I'm not particularly clear um, uh, on, on the question because he, he's also saying he wants to put a pole, and so his 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 yard to to his boundary wall is 15 yes. meters clear. Yeah. But if you wanted to put a pole and it's still your property, do you need a building line for a swimming pool? I thought it's for s- structures. Yeah. Hence, I said that uh, you know that building line is there for a reason. Mm. You know, if it's something that. Uh, uh, Rhodes is interested in yes and then in future you know Gives they're going to do something there yes. so you know they need to comment on that alright Tamba let's give it another shot yes sir. Mm-hmm. as I said I have two questions for Julia yes sir yes the first question is about uh, I want to know when they were preparing this town planning scheme did they consult or referring to other uh, municipalities such as Pretoria uh, and Ekuruleni because of sometimes I'm in the boundary of in Oliven we're in the boundary of Johannesburg and and city of Tswane. So I want to know. Is it not Centurion? Yes, in Centurion, but it's a boundary of it's it's a boundary of city of Johannesburg and city of Tswane. So I want to know. Did they look at the, the, the differences whereby when they were preparing the town planning so that can match with the one for city of Tswane? The second question uh, is about, as a town planner uh, consultant, I want to know why they can't protect us as uh, architectures, whereby when you submit, maybe you use a second number like sort of when as a town plan i can't i i I able to draft the 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 building terms but i can't submit to municipality they mix the second number sort of and sort of so i want to know why they can't protect us as town planners so that each and every town planning application can be submitted by a relevant person so that we can create the space for the town planners they go to school for that profession so that they can comply with what they are doing all right um i i hope julius understood your question but stay on the line in case there's a follow-up question yeah um first question uh, we did consult uh, um, the residents we did study the neighbors as well so not necessarily copying what they were doing, but starting to see what's relevant to, to what's relevant to the 
to the city. Yeah. And uh, bear in mind that we had uh, more than 10 town planning schemes that we need to, to work on. So the consultation process was quite extensive. With regard to the second one, I don't think it's for the city uh, to dictate uh, that uh, who should submit or not. Because if you look at the Spluma SEDs, uh, which is a, a governing legislation, doesn't specify that as opposed to look at the legislation that governs architects and land, uh, land surveyors, it does specify who can do work on and, and not. So I think this is uh, something that needs to be, you take it up, but I don't think the city is in a position to actually uh, determine who should apply or not. And, and if you look at the current status of some of the areas, we have people who can actually not afford uh, professionals. So this is a bit of a uh, debate that's got a various elements on it. Vili, if I can get your yeah. comments, I mean, um, this is, you know, a concern that is raised by your fellow town planner. Um, is, yes. is this sort of a shared view or shared concern? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, it, it is, you, you know, the, some of these town planning applications, especially a township establishment application, it is incredibly expensive because you have to do environmental uh, study. You have to do a traffic impact study. Um, so, but, but there are quite a lot of professionals and just members of the general public that, that do applications. It is not that, that difficult. Uh, I think where the difficulty comes in, uh, where the legislation says the application must be advertised in a certain manner, mm. and especially if you have to advertise in the newspapers and then simultaneously it must be uh, on site and then to all the adjoining property owners. But yeah, uh, I think I've seen applications done by by property owners themselves, uh, by uh, owners of creches and, and things like that. Mm. Uh, and I think yeah, the, the opportunity is there for, for, for everybody. And I think what the council is doing in terms of the new scheme that will be to make it much more easier for the man in the street mm. to also apply uh, without using a, a professional. Sure. All right. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Um um, and uh, I'm not sure, we, you, you, is there anything maybe you want to say as a parting shot, Julius? Yes, uh, with regard to the uh, new coming scheme, um, I'll take this opportunity to speak to those people with spaza shops to try to legalize what they have. Yeah. Yeah, because time is running out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me thank my guests. Obviously, uh, Tamlila, thank you so much for, for, for joining us. And uh, um, as always, um, uh, we, we, we enjoy you having on the Law Report, and I hope uh, we don't have another dry spell of, of, <laughs> of the Mlilo Ife. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> that is a, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us as well. It's been okay. uh, insightful indeed. All right. And, and to you, Vili, thank you so much for, for, for joining us, and uh, I do look forward to having more of these conversations because it would seem as if it's for, for many of us, it's, it's sort of um, unknown terrain and, and when we actually need to know more of it so that we can help in, 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 in sort of growing a, an economy that's vibrant and, and takes full use of, of its land. So thank you, Vili. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Michael. And, and to you, the and thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to being with you again next week. From me, Michael Mazzoni, Bill, good evening. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, Stay tuned to Kaya FM for more.